It's the Mando, it's the Mento, it's the Mando, it's the Mento, it's the Mento, the Mento. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back to the Mentors. This is Vadim, and this is Sergey, and you're listening to a weekly segment called Five Minute Pigment, where we motivate. This is terrible. <laughs> okay. Well, let's keep it going. Welcome back to the, the Mentors. This is Vadim, and indeed, this is his brother and co-host Sergey. And you're not listening to Seinfeld, the TV show. No, no, but you are listening to an episode that is related to something we learned from Jerry Seinfeld this week. And this is our weekly segment called The Five-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. We were visiting one of our best friends growing up in high school, in his home, his family home, over the Thanksgiving break. And he's got this pretty great library of books. And every time that I go there, I select a book to read. And I always love it. The last one was Jackie Chan. We've done an episode about Jackie Chan because of that book. That was a book I picked up from the library last Thanksgiving, I believe. And this year, Vadim was perusing the library. And our friend Oleg recommended that he read this book by Jerry Seinfeld. I, I think it's probably his first book. It is. It was published in 1993. It is a New York Times bestseller. I mean, he was incredibly famous already at that point, so I'm not surprised. The book is called Sign Language. Kind of funny. Uh, actually, Sign spelled like Seinfeld, yes. <laughs> it's a super quick read. Literally, you could read it in a day. I started it today, and I'm already halfway through. I will say... Not all of it is amazing. Some of the jokes in there and the things that he writes about aren't that funny, but that's what's great about Jerry and Seinfeld. A lot of his humor is observational comedy. I think it comes off a little bit better when he controls the intonation and the delivery method, which he actually mentions in the book. So reading it is a little bit different experience, but still worth the read, and it's super fast. But what I wanted to do is start off by reading... Uh, little excerpt from the introduction, so not a huge spoiler. You literally read about it in the first few pages. You can probably hear me. You would think I would have this ready to go. Hold on. Sorry, guys and girls. All right. He talks a lot about relationships. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> right in the introduction, the first paragraph, I'll just read you the first paragraph, and then we'll talk about our takeaways and also something that we learned in a similar vein from Andrew Yang, who Sergey, of course, worked for and who is, of course, running for president of the United States. So here's the introduction. I certainly never imagined at 15 when I started writing down these funny thoughts that kept coming into my head that someday they would amount to a book. I never thought they would amount to anything really, but a lot of people have this little corner of their brain that wants to play all the time. The idea of this book for me and for you is to keep that corner alive. It's good to play and you must keep it in practice. Obviously worked out well for Jerry. It sounds like his whole life is is a game that he plays. Right, and I don't want to underappreciate the fact that Jerry Seinfeld puts in a ton of work. I mean, he writes new material every single day. That's something that you learn as you read about him, is that he's very diligent about continuing the output of his creativity uh, in a very methodical way. Similar to really any writer or creator, the one constant is that they're consistent about doing the work. So he does the work, but also he says it's okay to play. And part of that is actually work as well. You can you can make the two things coexist together, if you will. And this is a topic that actually we discussed with Charlie Hone, the guy that used to intern for Tim Ferriss and has had many of his own successes since then in episode 12 which is called Launching Bestsellers, Going Viral, and Avoiding Burnout with Charlie Hone. He talks about play a lot in his book and in his life, and that's one way he avoids burnout, is to making sure that he builds in play into his day-to-day -day life. 
So the main takeaway for me from Jerry's quote that he launches the book into is that you don't always have to have a specific purpose in mind when you're doing something. You don't always have to be completely outcomes driven and outcomes oriented. Sometimes the act alone of playing or being creative, whatever it means for you, uh, is value in and of itself. And the point that he's making is way too many of us forget about that. We push that aside. We focus on the work. We focus on making money, whatever it is. And we don't actually oftentimes enjoy what we're doing uh, because we're so focused on the end results. But sometimes it's just worth it to play without having any expectations of what's going to happen from there because the more you do it, the more creative you are, the more output you put out there, even if there's no purpose, the higher likelihood that something will happen from it. Even that story we told you a few weeks ago about our friend Andrew who ended up on the Dr. Oz show for a passion project about raiding bathrooms in New York City. Again, there was no real purpose behind it from the very beginning. Maybe there was, but what really drove him to continue working on it day to day is that he was interested in it. It's something that he enjoyed doing. He likes interacting with people and he likes bringing value to people through that medium. Now, of course, purpose is important for the longevity and real commitment to any particular project, but the day to day pursuit of new ideas without necessarily judging them and thinking ahead of time what the outcome is going to be is what we're talking about here because that is by definition an entrepreneurial way of doing things. And everything that we talk about in this show somehow applies to entrepreneurship even when we're talking about someone that's a stand-up comedian. And let me take you back to my time working for Andrew Yang at Venture for America. This is a guy that's very entrepreneurial who's now running for president and doing it in a very entrepreneurial way. So Vadim and I believe that the way you approach problem solving and trying new things can apply to a lot of different principles. No matter what career you're in, no matter what kind of business you want to start. When I was working at Venture for America, I observed Andrew try a ton of different ideas. Actually, a couple months back, I got an email from a reporter at Vox who wanted to interview me about Andrew Yang. And he kept on asking me questions and probing me to try to figure out, you know, what flaws does the man have? And of course, he has flaws. But when I was thinking back and telling stories about my experience working with him, I actually thought that one of his strengths was the pursuit of new ideas indiscriminately. Many of those ideas failed. If you look on paper, you could say that he was a failure because a lot of those ideas failed. But the point is that many others did succeed and had he not tried them indiscriminately, we would never know. One of the programs that he tried was a executive in residence program where a leader of an organization, say like LinkedIn, would be shipped from Silicon Valley to a city like Detroit so he can help revitalize the city and share and educate them on everything that he knows about you know running a large company like LinkedIn. That project only really worked in one or two instances, but really didn't really work out. He also had an idea of starting a venture capital fund years before, in the early days of starting Venture for America. His initial pursuit of starting a fund did not work out, looked like a failure. Years later, after I came on the team, we tried starting a fund together and we did succeed. Again, only because he was willing to pursue the ideas, even if other people thought it was too risky or didn't make sense or didn't make sense for the stage of the company, it didn't matter to him. He pursued dozens of ideas and some of them would survive. He's doing the same thing with his presidency. He has more policy positions than I think anybody, any other presidential candidate. And you can tell by the ideas that he tries with his campaign. The $1,000 a month 
month has gone viral since then. He gets on the news all the time about random stuff like, you know, skateboarding and playing basketball, other things that presidential candidates don't do. It just goes to show that when you have an idea, seize it by the horns, try it and see what happens. So if you're the type of person that's a planner, you need to have everything thought through before you take the initiative. And it's inherently difficult for you to just do things without thinking about the outcomes. Start by doing it on a micro level, maybe with something really small, like a small creative project, for example, that you do just for the purpose of the enjoyment of it. Think about what you enjoy to do, how you enjoy spending your time in a creative pursuit, and allow yourself to allocate that time in that way. It's worth the investment simply because you don't know what can come from it. That's actually part of the value here. So this week, if you want to do something creative and your id or the voice inside your brain, the lizard brain says, don't do it, it's a waste of time, you should do something in pursuit of X or Y or Z, allow yourself to invest a little bit of that time with no outcome in mind because you don't know what might actually come from it in the long run. That's it for the 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up for this week, and we will see you on Wednesday with part three of our series on Fundraising 101.